Members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here this morning, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning, the epistle reading we heard a few moments ago. The epistle reading for All Saints Day read throughout the world on this November 1st. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. So far our text. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if someone was to come up to you and ask you a question, a question, what is Christianity? How would you answer? Would you answer? Would you know what to say? That question has been before people for roughly 2,000 years. Some people would say that Christianity is a set of rules for moral living. Makes sense, right? Jesus was a good guy. Jesus was a moral man. We heard in our gospel reading, we are blessed if we do certain things. And so people might get the impression that that's what Christianity is. A set of do's and don'ts. That's the way the world works, isn't it? If you do good, you are rewarded. If you do bad, you are punished, especially if you get caught. If you speed down the street, you will get a speeding ticket and you will have to pay a fine. If you don't speed for a long enough period of time, you will get a discount on your insurance premiums. Why shouldn't religion, Christianity, work the same way? Some people would say that Christianity is like a drug. Karl Marx is famous for saying that, that religion in general, and especially Christianity, is the opiate of the masses. It's like a drug to make people feel good when the surroundings around them are evil and wicked. It's like a drug to give, to give people a false sense of reality. It's like a drug that you can use to manipulate and control people. There are others that would say Christianity is a bold-faced lie. Come on, think about it. A dead guy coming back to life. That's not reasonable. That's not logical. It defies everything we know to be true. People from the very beginning have been trying to say that all of this is just kind of a joke. It's a lie. When I was growing up in the 60s, there was a very 
popular book called The Passover Plot. And someone came up with the idea that as Jesus hung on the cross, he didn't really die. No, he was drugged to give the appearance that he died. And then placed in a cool tomb, he was able to resuscitate and give the impression that this whole big hoax was really true. What about you? What do you think about Christianity? Maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe you're thinking about it now. Maybe you're wishing he would just get on with it. My friends, if any of those things are true, that Christianity is just a set of morals, that Christianity is an opiate for the masses, that Christianity is a lie or a joke, if any of those are true, then Christianity is just like every other religious philosoph uh, philosophical system in the world. But God's Word, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, teaches something different. Jesus himself says in, Roman, or in uh, John chapter 8, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Isn't that what we all want? We want the truth. Isn't that what we all want? We want to be free. Free from our sin. Free from our guilt. Free from our shame. Free to be. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Christianity. It's exclusive that Christianity is about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, God, in the flesh for us. Christianity is about one true God. Amongst all the small g gods that the world has ever known or worshipped, God, in His Word, claims that there is only one. The God of the Bible is the triune God. We've had that several times in our worship service today. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God in three persons, three persons in one God. It's not logical. It is a mystery. God the Father sends the Son to live and die and rise again and pay for the sins of the world. God the Holy Spirit points us to the completed work of Jesus Christ for forgiveness, life, and salvation. My friends, God says what He does, and He does what He says. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. By grace, which means we don't earn it or deserve it. Through faith, which means we can't work our way into it. 
God declares us his child, his children, a part of the family, forgiven, redeemed, restored. God puts his mark on us in holy baptism. God claims us to be his own. He delivers his Good Friday death and his Easter resurrection to us. We are literally clothed with this work of Christ in holy baptism. That's what we confessed at the beginning of our worship service. This is the truth. This is what Christianity is. Of course, God would like us as his children to act like obedient children and follow his word. But we don't, do we? We sin. We sin daily. We sin much. The Apostle Paul says, Oh, the good that I know I should do, I don't do it. Oh, the evil that I know I shouldn't do, I keep on doing it. Who can save this wretched soul that I am? And then he says, Thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, we're all sinners. God's word teaches that. And the wages of sin is death. But that is not the end of the story. The free gift of God is life everlasting through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christianity isn't a lie. It isn't a drug to make you feel good. It is the forgiveness of sins won by the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus. If you are alive, you are a sinner. You want some proof? Think about all your family and friends. You love them all? You get along with them all? Well, of course not. Sin or sin? What are we going to do about it? You can create a checklist and try to improve your life. You can ignore it and pretend that it isn't real. You can, like so much of our society today, you can block them on Facebook or Twitter or never talk to them again as long as you live. Or the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, can be yours in Christ Jesus our Lord. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him, Jesus, purifies himself as he is pure. Just a few verses earlier, John in this epistle writes, The blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sin. The forgiveness of sin won by Jesus Christ, freely delivered in His Word. That's what Christianity is. This is what Sherry 
clung to her whole life. This is what Sherry longed to hear. She knew she was a sinner. That's why she wanted to be in God's house. To confess her sins and to hear those sweet words of forgiveness. That she was forgiven. Not because of who she was or what she did or how much she paid, prayed, and obeyed. But she was forgiven because Jesus bled and died for her. This was Sherry's faith that she clung to as she ate and drank Christ's body and blood in, with, and under bread and wine in the holy meal that would strengthen her faith and give her this hope. Not, I hope it warms up soon. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I, I, I hope the Huskers win tomorrow. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But a hope that is guaranteed by Jesus, sealed with his blood, and it's only a matter of when. None of us expected the when for Sherry. She was in church on Sunday morning, and less than 24 hours later, she was in heaven. Complete shock. My friends, all of us are sinners, and the wages of sin is death. We can ignore it. We can pray that, that somehow God will make that one great exception when it comes to us. Or we can believe that the blood of Jesus Christ that covered over Sherry covers over you as well. Many times in Scripture, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. That's what he brings today for people who are mourning the loss of a friend, a family member, a sister. Peace. Not the kind of peace that the world gives, but a true peace. My friends, peace with God through the forgiveness of sins. Peace with ourselves because we know that our guilt and our shame is gone because of Jesus' death and resurrection. And now, this is what we are. So we strive to live at peace with one another. It's not easy because sinners sin. But this is God's gift to you today and tomorrow, and for all eternity. And now, may this peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, be yours today and forevermore. Amen. Please stand for prayer.